You're listening to the AID Network. This is the story of a beautiful place known as the happiest place on earth. And all of its history, its secrets, and its tricks that you may find if your mind believes in design. And you allow your heart to believe in magic. Step inside and become a citizen of Disneyland. Today on Disneyland for Designers, Chapter 11, Christmas Time at Disneyland. And one of the things that I love about nostalgia and Christmas is that so many of these songs are from a simpler time, Mm -hmm. which Disneyland is from a simpler time. Sure. The candlelight procession is the bullseye on both of those things. Yep. It's as great as Disneyland gets. Ironically, it's as great as Christmas gets. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. On this Christmas Eve, I have one wish and one wish only. Please bring back... Rank these three characters, least favorite to favorite. Okay. I'm giving them to you in alphabetical order All so right. that I don't steer my witness. Okay. Gingerbread people. Yes. Vertical reindeer. Yes. Or chubby snowmen. The fact that they're flat on their back and have burnt edges. <laughs> this is one of your favorite things. I love, I love them so much. And I hate gingerbread cookies. Oh. Too spicy. <laughs> And then if you ever really miss Christmas, mm-hmm. just go ride It's a Small World. Mm-hmm. Because it's a small world, even when it's not the holiday layover, yeah. it is the essence of Christmas. Right, right. Children around the world having fun and reminding you that kids see the world for all of the magic and all the possibility that it can be. That is the sweetest thing you've ever said on here, I think. And the holiday magic starts right after this. Hey friends, today's episode of Disneyland for Designers is brought to you by our friends over at jackprince.com. Don't forget to go to jackprince.com slash circle of trust to save off already industry low prices. And now, site-wide until 2020, take 20% off over at jackprince.com. With 2019 coming to a close, they just wanted to say thank you for another year of creating awesome projects. From standard to completely unique ideas, Jack Prince is constantly inspired by your creativity. Here's to you. Jack Prince sincerely hopes you have a happy and safe holiday season and to help you get started with an impactful 2020, take 20% off site-wide. Don't forget to go to jackprince.com slash circle of trust to save even more and to support Adventures in Design and Disneyland for Designers. What do you say we get started with today's episode right now? Hey, Jared. Hey. Look at the sky. Do you think it'll snow? Maybe. Maybe. I think anything's possible if you believe in magic. Jared, it's here Happy Christmas Eve, everybody. We are coming to you with a Christmas episode of Disneyland for Designers. Finally. I have to say, one of my favorite projects of 2019 was doing this with you. Oh, boy. It must have been a rough year for you then. It really was. It was an uphill struggle the whole way through. But no, this has been so much fun Mm -hmm. to pump the brakes, 
think about the things that we love and share it with others. And and I I realized I've taken Disneyland for granted hmm. because it's in my backyard. Sure, literally, I live in Sleeping Beauty's castle. Come come visit me. I have learned that so many people listen to the show as a conduit or a lifeline to give a, them a bump of the magic mm-hmm. that I'm able to get on a weekly basis. And right. It means a lot to me that we're able to share something that we love so much. For sure. I, but, you know, I find now, so I'm living down here now, which is exciting. I don't go as much as I thought I would go. You must be very good at making a point to You got to go. put it in. Yeah. You got to fit it in, man, because it's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's time consuming. It's not ever like a quick pop in. Yeah. You know, like the the random, just like, oh, we live in Southern California. We'll just pop in at Disneyland. It's got to be premeditated. Yeah, for sure. It doesn't just pop in the middle of a day. But I, one of the things that I realized that I, I, I love about Christmas time, mm. and I thought about this when I was getting ready for today's show. This might surprise you. I was never my entire life. I was never a Disney guy. Right. I was never a Christmas guy. Really? Yes. So little kid gifts that kind of stuff of course you like that yeah but then just because of my family dynamic right and sort of not having a strong sense of family and being a bit of a rolling stone for a couple of decades yeah i just never really did it Mm -hmm. uh, until i met my wife yeah she has a tv show family big greek family they have tradition they do christmas the old school way and when i you're going to find this to be amazing too okay before we get going I despised Christmas music. What? <laughs> and now, <laughs> who loves it more than me? <laughs> you So you just always, you weren't a Christmas guy, but you actively hated Christmas music? I wasn't a Christmas guy, so I thought Christmas traditions were stupid. Ah. I thought they were dumb. Yeah. Who wants to listen to the same 20 songs? Right. <laughs> but Beth loved the Christmas music. She did. And I started listening to it. And I realized that I not only liked it, but I loved it. <laughs> At the end of Halloween, I do a countdown. 10, 9, yep. 8. And it's not for New Year's. It's that November 1st is when Christmas starts. Right. And I have gone hard this year. Been mm. to Rockefeller Center in New York City. Fantastic. Been to Saks Fifth Avenue. Walked the, the mean streets of Macy's. You know, did the whole New York Christmas thing. I've been trying to do one Christmas thing a day since December 1st. Did you get snow? Yes, we did get snow. See, even more so. So I've been living it up. But I tell you what makes Christmas so special at the Disneyland Resort is that Christmas really is the finishing move on making Walt's vision hmm. of creating a perfect little small town, a little train village under the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. I think the Christmas music, I think the Christmas de- decorations, I think it makes it all feel even smaller. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it feel even more magical. And I, I recently went there with my friend from Australia. Yes. And he's like, Christmas is such an insanely American thing. Yeah. The way you guys market it, the way that you package it, you make it feel like this like magical thing where it's like a movie. Mm. And it goes standing in the middle of Main Street during Christmas time. It's like it feels like you're standing in a movie. And I thought about it, I'm like, it really is kind of the, the cherry on top that makes Walt's original vision yeah. feel like a real little train village. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we're all in a snow globe sitting underneath the Christmas tree. I think particularly on Main Street. I mean, I think we talked about this a little bit with the Halloween decorations this year, where just adding that sort of uh, folksy 
kind of uh, yeah. decorations makes it feel much more Main Streety than when it's not there. And it's not that when it's not there, you kind of uh, don't, you know, that you feel like it's something's lacking. It's just when it's suddenly there, it kind of renews everything and everything feels kind of fresh again. Well, Christmas is also an emotional thing. Yes. Everybody has great memories. Mm-hmm. They have bad memories. They have tremendous Christmas moments. They have those ones somewhere in the between yeah. where, you know, life is different or somebody's not with you anymore. So I, one of the things I remember about my mom is her explaining to me why Christmas isn't happy for everybody. Hmm. Little did I know that she was being Madame Leota and telling me my future. <laughs> Did I get the name right? Yes, you did. Okay. Because you would be hanging a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't realize she was sort of predicting my future. When you were in the middle of Disneyland Christmas and you're standing in particular on Main Street with Mm -hmm. the the Christmas loop that we we have playing behind us right now. These are versions of Christmas songs that you only hear on Disneyland's Main Street. Mm-hmm. So when you're there and you hear these bell chimes, right. and it, it does a good job of feeling nostalgic, familiar, it, it's proprietary to them. Yeah. It doesn't overly feel religious, but it does feel ceremonial. Right. Like I feel like the Christmas loop is such a masterful beat that they hit. My favorite Christmas song is Last Christmas. Last Christmas? Oh, I love it. What? <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Not exactly a classic. Oh, but it's a classic. It's a modern classic. The, the, the pain in George Michael's voice. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much. And he died on Christmas. Oh, it was Christmas, huh? Yeah, yeah which yeah. makes it even my favorite Christmas song is sung by a man who died on the same holiday that he celebrated. Interesting. That is my favorite, favorite Christmas song. Is that a recent Thing? Well, I mean, it's all new to me, Jeff. <laughs> but I mean, surely you heard that before you were I in did, it. but when I really stopped and listened to it one day, yeah. I was like, the heartbreak in this last... And I have a whole... Like, I could have made a way better Last Christmas film. Yeah. I have, I have an LGBTQ Christmas movie in my mind huh. based on that song, and I could, I could hmm. make it tomorrow. I see it so well. <laughs> uh, and when I listen to George Michael, it's the heartbreak of not being able to be who you want to be with. And if you've ever seen the video, yeah, yeah. the guys are more glamorous and prettier yes. than the women. Yes. And it's like they're on this ski trip. <laughs> they have like big fur coats on. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. That being said, I don't need if that's playing while I'm walking down Main Street. Right, it ruins it. Yeah, yeah. It's what we're listening to right now in the background. By the way, we're playing that in the background. I can tell it's wonderful. To me, that's where it all starts. Hmm. Is you come into Main Street and it feels epic, but like so many Christmases of the past, (laughs) let's go back to a time, to a magical time Uh in the fifties when they did. The Disneyland Christmas Bowl. Christmas Bowl. Are you familiar with this? I am not. Maybe I will want you to talk about this more. So the Christmas Bowl is, you remember in Town Square, Okay. they put a like a gazebo in. In the middle. In the middle. Right. Then they realized the gazebo blocked that awesome hero shot right. of, of Sleeping Beauty taking you down Main Street. Everything is designed to make that look as epic as possible. Shout out to the Imagineers that repainted Sleeping Beauty this year and painted it. Like, when you look at the paint job on Sleeping Beauty, okay, I think they learned a lot on Batu hmm. and said, we should do this with Sleeping Beauty. Really? It's painted as a gradient. Yeah. 
they they purposefully you know there's darker bricks at the bottom right like right. it's painted like a canvas not like a building mm-hmm. and they did so much of that with the galaxy's edge they probably True. looked at sleeping beauty and like i think we could do better here right right so the gazebo was going to block that that epic view down main street so they moved it over next to the castle in the area where now is the fantasy fair oh okay so if you look at photos of this there's this cool white big gazebo there and they put Christmas trees all around it. Oh. And there's a sign that said the Disneyland Christmas Bowl. Okay. Old-timey hand-painted lettering, sort of gothic lettering. Yeah. And there's just people there singing Christmas songs. And they had Christmas trees around it. You're in this little dip in the land in this bowl there. And you, later on, that space would be used a lot for date night at Disneyland. Uh-uh. So that's that footprint there where now you can see the vaudeville-style Retelling of uh, you know the the different princess right films. Right. So the, it's it's was called the bowl because of the actual shape of the area, or was that? Yeah, because it was sort of there's like mounds of dirt. Yeah, because you know making Sleeping Beauty, they, they yeah made hills, made hills, <laughs> right? Kind of set in there, but it was also they they sort of made it look like a little amphitheater. Oh, but okay. the gazebo I see. I was see. kind of in there, and eventually it would get moved and they would build something larger. But the beginning is the the Christmas Bowl, where the first couple of Christmases, it was dead. Yeah. They didn't have a lot of money for decorations, and so they would just have carolers sing over there. And one of the things that I love about nostalgia and Christmas is that so many of these songs are from a simpler time, Mm -hmm. which Disneyland is from a simpler time. Sure. I did some studying on Christmas music. Christmas music in America really kind of takes off. In the 50s. 50s. I was going to say post-war. What was built in the 50s? Yeah, exactly. Disneyland. And so when you think about these older songs going back to an easier time, I brought some corn for popping. Right. Like, what a, what a hero. Like, could you imagine going to a party in 2020 and being like, hey, guys, I brought a bag of popcorn. And I was like, so what? So did you re- did you research specific songs, like favorite songs? Because I always wonder if... Because it's so old, a lot of these songs, I don't know if they were written as old-timey songs in a more contemporary, you know, so maybe someone in the 40s wrote it about Christmas in the 20s or something like that. Or did these really just take that long and they're stuck around? Man, that's a great question. Like, I'll Be Home for Christmas, obviously, like a wartime thing, and that seems tied to that. Even though people think of that as a nice song, it's kind of a sad it's a pretty Whoa. sad song. Yeah. Um, a lot of these songs are pretty brutal. Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is actually pretty sad. Oh, sad that, in the movie, too. Yeah. So. Brutal song. Yeah. So when I think about the, the, the Christmas Bowl <laughs> and a simpler time. I thought it was going to be a sports thing. No. Yeah. Not, that, not, that, not that kind of bowling. I mean, they did have people swim down Main Street. That's so, right. I mean, right. who knows? In the 50s, Could they could put a bowling alley in. Yeah. <laughs> the idea of going to a Disneyland mm-hmm. in the 50s. When ladies wore dresses, men yep. wore suits, men wore hats. Nice. Seeing people sing Christmas carols and to just be like pumped up. Yeah. You know, not that it's like something that you walk past. Well, we got a 345 fast pass to Big Thunder Mountain. You know, just like that right. was the destination. Yeah. They would carol up there and then they moved them over to the hub and then they brought them down Main Street and this became the loose sketch of the Disneyland candlelight procession oh okay yeah so interesting even though that would start in 58 it kind of inched its way to be in this thing that you and i have both been fortunate enough to attend yes and and i'm now a huge christmas guy Mm -hmm. i'm also now a huge disneyland guy right the candlelight procession is the bullseye on both of those things yep it's as 
great as Disneyland gets, ironically, it's as great as Christmas gets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's always at the beginning of the month, which is nice. It's like the first weekend of the month, so it really does kick off the holiday season. Getting invited to go to that yes. as a guest of Disney. Mm-hmm. When I did research on it and I saw, oh, this is something Walt did. Mm-hmm. And then when it started to pop, it was like for sponsors and yeah. VIPs, people that made Disneyland better. Right. To right. get that invite and to be like, I made it on that list. Yeah. And yeah. Walt set the bar for who should go. So to be on that list, it's like Disneyland is a real little city. Yeah. And, yeah, when yeah. We, and I did get invited to the party. And, I, and God bless the people that have to stand over there from 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. waiting till 5.30 to see it. piece of bench or something. I, I just heard, uh, so our good friend, our good friend from Club 33, our host, relax. Christmas drink! <laughs> uh, we were talking about it after, after the most recent one, and uh, apparently one year they opened it up and did like a bunch of shows. They did like... 10 mm-hmm. shows or 20 shows or something like that and just kind of try to fill it in and I guess it didn't go well or it was too too much or it took away from the sort of specialness of it. Did you, are you aware of this? I am aware of this okay. and, and as much as I like the idea of letting everybody see it. Like Florida. We only have one entrance into the park. Right. So if you're doing a nighttime show right at the front entrance of the park, it's a logistical nightmare. Mm-hmm. I went this year after it had broken apart. Right. And it just looked like a rock band had yeah. just ripped up the front of Disneyland. Yeah. yeah, That whole idea of when you're sitting in your seat and you hear the Christmas music coming down Main Street mm-hmm. and you look back over your shoulder and Main Street has all of its lights off mm-hmm. and it's, the entire thing is flooded with choir singers yeah. with their candles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An unbelievable Christmas Disneyland moment. Yeah, very much so. It's amazing this thing has lasted as long as it has, or that it hasn't turned into something else, or they haven't moved it, or something like that. It's great that that's something they keep alive. And to me, what celebrity you get yeah. could care less. Right. Because just the whole vibe of it is yes. so good. And, and Unless actually, it's Thor, then you're pretty mm-hmm. happy that it's Thor. But otherwise, yeah, it doesn't matter. I got somebody from my favorite show about polygamy. Um <laughs> I don't ask celebrities for photos and stuff. Yeah. I'm a big Rams fan. We saw one of the Rams players tonight at the mall. Yes. Kept on walking and said, whoa, that's Aaron Donald. I did go up to a celebrity at the candlelight. Really? Yeah. They were in the audience? They were there working. Okay. And I said, sir, Ah. I'm a huge fan. (laughs) Can I please get a photo taken with you? And he said, well, yes, you can. And as we're posing for a photo and the person's fidgeting with the camera, I said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, in just 15 minutes, the light will dim on Main Street. <laughs> and he's like, wow, you really do know my work. I said, yes, sir. I walked through the house mimicking all of your Disneyland announcements. I met the voice of Disneyland. Amazing. I realized that he was doing it live there. Yeah. So I said, Beth, I think the dude's here. Mm-hmm. And then I went over and looked at the guy. And I said, he's over there. So when it was over with, I went over and politely waited for him to wrap up, asked to get a photo, posted the photo. And I was like, this looks like Bricky in the future. <laughs> the guy looks like really? me, but like, it looks like if, if my dad was Colonel Sanders. Okay. So who knows? Maybe. Maybe that's my future. So you re- we recognize him. That's pretty great. He must have been pretty excited that you recognize him. I mean, oh, the voice for sure. The voice is so good. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Disneyland is now closed. I love it so much. Now, there's also a woman that does it too. Is that right? His wife. It's his wife. Does DCA. Okay. <laughs> what a family. 
Exactly right. And he's friends with the Mickey Mouse guy. In just 15 minutes, we'll be having dinner. Yeah. Could you imagine her responding back? Exactly. The lights will dim in the dining room so that we can have chicken. They did a whole video on Instagram or something like that because they're friends with the guy who does Mickey's voice. For the Super Bowl. Was that what it was? <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great that you recognize him. I don't think I still wouldn't. I've seen the videos. I don't think I'd recognize him in the park. Starting there, yeah. sort of talking about how Disneyland is the perfect nostalgia. I have some fun things for us to do this, oh, this evening okay. on our Christmas Eve special. By the way, thank you for listening to this, and thank you for going on this journey with us. And I hope you were able to make it out to the park this holiday. And if not, hopefully we were able to bring some of the magic to you. Jared, I'd like to ask you right now, Uh-oh. if I could grant you one... Disneyland Christmas wish. Mm-hmm. What would it be? Huh. And I have one prepared. If you need time to think. Uh, yeah, you go ahead because I'll think about that. If Kim Irvine, okay, said you sit there, Mister Brickley. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> I will sit here, Kim. What do you need from me? If Kim Irvine said, "Look, you're a super fan. You have the pulse of the park beating through your heart." Yes. I'd go, yes, ma'am. You are correct. Right. And she said, "What could we?" What could we do for Disneyland Christmas? I'd say, Kim, on this Christmas Eve, I have one wish and one wish only. Please bring back the star on oh, top of the Matterhorn. Okay, that's what I was going to say. No, you yeah, Yes, that's the thing. I, thought, I didn't think that's what we were going with this. The okay. Matterhorn star. But the Matterhorn star is an amazing, weird, legendary, why wouldn't they do it thing. It spins. Mm, I didn't know it spins. It spins. And they stopped doing it because of fuel prices. Oh, Really? <laughs> I would think it's like a dangerous thing or something. Like it's going to fall off. The photos of Santa Claus yeah. standing on top of Matterhorn being like, oh, a little over to the left, a yeah. little over yeah. to the right. <laughs> All right, we're good. Unbelievable. The the, the Matterhorn Christmas star, mm-hmm. to see that anywhere on Main Street yeah. or you would be able to see it over from Fantasyland like, it, or that other place where they have some stuff going on. Like it's <laughs> such a fantastic thing. Kimmy eyes. Just bring it back. Yeah. Bring yeah. it back. Drop the star on the tree. <laughs> I know. I, I do wonder, like, it's so perfect, like, for that snowy mountaintop and for Fantasyland in general. Like, it, it's, I don't know why they wouldn't they wouldn't do it. Just a big Christmas star looming over the park. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think that in today's world that it, because it has to be Happy Holidays oh. and the, the star could be a spin? I mean, no, there's I a star on top of so. the Christmas trees. Yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, they kind of don't shy away from that. And the very fact that they do the candlelight procession, which is oh, the very story religious. of Christ. Yeah, and they don't, they're not like coy about it at all. So I would think a star would be fine. I'm fine with it. Yeah. But nobody ever asked me. Mm. Here is my list of top Christmas trees okay. at the Disneyland Resort. Okay. You ready for these? Yeah. Okay. Does this include DCA? Yes. Okay. So we're talking number four on my list. Okay. Top four Christmas trees of the Disneyland Resort. Here number we go. four. Well, first, I'm going to give an honorable mention to all the neon trees. They got a lot of hate this year. I know. I love them. I do too. I think they're so cool. And I'm even a guy that has a synthetic lens. So they really like, like jump out at <laughs> me. Like, Whoa, where's that Christmas tree coming from? Yeah. 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 My number four Christmas tree at the park mm-hmm. is the Toontown nod to the old ceramic trees that were around in the 70s. They have a couple of those in Toontown. Yep. I love those old ceramic Christmas trees mm-hmm. where they have like the, the bulbs that lit up the at the end of the branches. You put in individually. They even did a popcorn bucket this year yeah. that imitated those that right. lit up. I went up to a stranger like, can I 
see your popcorn bucket because yeah. we were waiting in line for some. She's like, yeah, she's all ripping it open and showing me how it works and stuff. That's a good nostalgia tree. Now, did, did you, uh, was that something you had growing up or saw growing up? Yeah. You, okay. Yeah. Okay. That was back in the zone when I believed in Christmas. Okay. Very good. Little Bricky believes in Christmas. Family rips into Christmas. I don't care. Yeah. Later in life, meets a woman, falls in love, falls back in love right. with Christmas. Right. There you go. So there's, there's a good 30 year span of no Christmas. You're lucky she it was so into Christmas. And I assume she is. I know her family oh. does traditions, but is she as into it as you? She, well, I mean, I go harder than everybody you I know. That's true. I, That's true. This is why I'm sober. Right. Because everything I do, I do hard. Like, I Disney harder. I mall harder. Yeah. I Christmas harder. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't Star Wars harder. All right. So, number three. I don't know if you recall this Christmas tree, uh -oh. but on the top deck of Adventureland. Okay. The Jungle Cruise. Right, right. There's a really interesting sort of Christmas tree that's right on the corner there of the Jungle Cruise, like as you're by the entrance. Yes. Okay. Okay. It just kind of sits up there on its own. It's got really interesting sort of international huh. like oh, type okay. jungle type things on it. Yeah. Yeah. It has a very interesting shape. It's just a very very cool and different Christmas tree. Hmm. I'll have to go look for that one specifically. Um, is that a newer thing, or have they always kind of done that as far no, they've as they've had it there? Yeah. They've had it there for as long as I know. So it's not like a jingle cruise. Well, we're going to talk about that tonight. Very good. My second favorite Christmas tree, the Disneyland Resort, are I love the innovative trees that they put over in Cars Land uh -huh. for the Hall of Days. Yes. <laughs> The leaning tower tower of tires, right, right? The one made out of license plates. Mm -hmm. Like you'll see some of the most clever Christmas scene ever in the Cars Land layover. Okay, yeah, I, it's nice that they even decorate Cars Land like they do. The Halloween is great, and and Christmas, uh, yeah, just as good. And I think once again, it's an easier sell because mm -hmm. it's based on that magic moment in U.S. history. The small town, the train town, yeah, that is the, exactly the little the, village. Yeah. So I think that it lays over well. But Buena Vista Street. Yeah, yes. Pretty pretty bare. Yeah. I'd go a little bit harder, Kimmy Ives, mm. if she asked me. More she, holiday in general? Yeah, just yeah. a little bit harder over DCA. And also, I think that the Grizzly Peak area. Mm -hmm. I love the mason jars with the lights in them, but I feel like it could be even better. You think they could do like a, you know what they did with the Halloween thing, the the walk? Yes, the Christmas walk. Yes. Oh yeah. my God! Oh, sign me up. Mm -hmm. And then of course, the number one Christmas tree yeah. is the sixty foot towering Christmas tree in Town Square. In Town Square. In Disneyland. I yeah. love it so much. A couple of fun facts about that tree, um, because it is so epic. It's a real tree. It is a fake tree. It is a fake tree. Okay. Yeah, they used to use real trees, and then party being more eco-friendly, yeah. they yeah. went over that. That tree houses 2,300 Christmas ornaments. Okay. Uh, there are almost 80,000 ornaments all throughout Main Street. Um, yeah, so that just gives you an idea, and there's over 10,000 lights hmm. in, in Main Street to, to give it that Christmas flair. Christmas lights. Oh. They're four of my favorite Christmas trees. Good. By the way, 60 feet is the one town square. Okay. DCA's Christmas tree is 50 feet tall. Yeah. Because Disneyland's always 10 feet better. Yeah, the, the DCA one, uh, I don't know if it's because of the scale of the, the surrounding area, because it kind of goes over in that... Did they put it in the front now? Is it by the uh, Bonavista Street, or is it still by the pier? Uh, no, it's over on Bonavista Street. It's right where you turn to go... Into Hollywood Land, right? Like where uh, this, where the haunted, the yeah, headless horseman, yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the haunted, okay, okay, you know the haunted guy. 
is four of my favorite Christmas trees. Is there one that you would like to add to the list? No, there isn't. But is there one that, that uh, <laughs> didn't make the list for you? Is there one that you think should be? You know, well, I think there's one. I think there's one that the fans are they're angry. Uh-huh. So hey, little Susie on Christmas Eve, you don't have to type that meme letter because I got you covered. People love the leaning pumpkin Christmas tree inside of. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas ah, layover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Home of Jack Skellington. Skellington, lovely, lovely pronunciation there. You know um, what I'm talking about, right? Yes. The big, yeah, yeah. The, the one that's just almost like an pumpkins. ocean wave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's good. Uh, the only one I, other one I would mention that's really nice and the whole area is nice is the one in the Grand Californian uh, lobby. It's very nice. That's a, a, the whole place looks fantastic. Very subtle. Yeah. Uh, here are some of my favorite places to see Christmas lights in in Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now that I think that Cars Land yep. is great. Okay. I love the way they put that all together. The garland that goes mm-hmm. across the streets is fantastic. The tire. The fact that they put in the extra set of telephone poles. The telephone poles on the left, if you're standing at the, the footprint of Cars Land and you're yes. looking up at Radiator Springs Racers, telephone poles on the left are there all year long. Telephone poles on the right pop up for Halloween and Christmas and then get yanked back out. Yes. yes. What an attention to detail. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But they know that that garland hanging over the street adds that classic American mm-hmm. feeling. Toontown. Okay. The Toontown is an overlooked Christmas Very spot. much so. Yeah. The Christmas lights over there are nice. I love the scale of it all. And once again, because it is a little village, mm-hmm. it, they, they just seem to sort of play into that more and it just animates it even more. And I'm sure if you're like a little kid, it just must add a whole other level of magic to it. Uh, n- number two would okay. obviously be Main Street USA. It's sure. already sure. always lit. So yeah. it's kind of hard to get that extra bit. But the best Christmas lights of all. The small world yeah, facade. Yeah, I was going to say. It has to be. has to be. With its projection show, it's the heart of it. Yeah. No, I think it... I I feel like that's what I picture when I think of it's a small world. And it's funny, like on Soren, on the original Soren, how they mm. picked Holiday to do that. And uh, so that's always what I think of. So when you see it normal, it still looks gorgeous. But I always think... I think of Christmas in my head. The original Soren, when it was over California. Yeah. When they do that fly over and they make their way to Disneyland. And that music. I always clapped. It swells. And, yeah, because it's just like it just fits so well because you're going on this epic journey of everything that California has to offer and then they end where you are. Yeah. And I would always clap and try to get everybody else clap because yeah, it's a gut Disneyland. punch. It makes me almost cry. That part of the music even just almost makes me cry. That was such an emotional ride. Mm-hmm. And the globe soaring around the world one. It just doesn't yeah. have the same punch. I know, I know. I really wish that the theater over to the left would always do California, and the one to the right, right would always do the world. Yeah, I wonder if... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it would get, like, uh, imbalanced. Like, then there's a huge queue for just the one, and then... Well, then they would know <laughs> which one to pack up and send on its way. <laughs> Tell that whale to keep on swimming. Well, that's a different... Uh, we don't go into that. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. As part of our hollow day... Oh, by the way, is there a Christmas lights display that I missed for you? No, so you're hitting all the main ones. I'm trying to think if... Because, uh, like, I don't think there's additional lights in Fantasyland, are there? Is there is there a light display, per se? Not real well. Which seems like it would be... There's a little something we'll get to later in the show. Okay, great, great, great. And then, uh, uh, what about over by... Uh, do they do that as a Christmas tree? In... <laughs> right. What about over by... Uh... Yeah, Visuals. Certainly turned into a little Italian guy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm turning to Watto. Uh, <laughs> well, the Christmas in uh, Frontierland. You Front- do the Halloween tree. Does yeah. that change to Christmas? 
That's a great question. Yeah, we'll have I to know. find I, out when we go there tonight. <laughs> okay. I know they do a lot of garland yeah. and a lot of wreaths yeah. in, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Frontierland. I also like how they decorate up the shooting gallery. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. Does that make it till the end of 2020? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's insanely fun. Yeah. It's really, really fun. I just can't believe that it's still there. Okay. Now for a little bit of holiday fun. for our, We're having our Disneyland for Designers Christmas party tonight. Ah, okay. So um, I'm drinking soda. It's getting wild. Me too. So <laughs> adult soda. So here's what I thought we could do. I thought we would do the Disney, first ever Disneyland for Designers Debate Club. Ooh. I'm going to let you pick first. Oh. We will each debate pro. Okay. And then against the others. Okay. 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 This is interesting. People, I don't know what these things are going into it. I apologize in advance. I'm not prepared. Here we go. <laughs> Sneak attack. <laughs> Are you ready for this? You can pick okay. which one you want to debate on behalf of. Okay. Which is the better gingerbread house at the Disneyland Resort? One of us is going to get the house that's inside of the Haunted Mansion. Mm. The other is going to get the monstrous gingerbread house inside of the Grand California Hotel. Ah, okay. Choose your house wisely. So I'm going to choose the one to pro. Pro? Okay. You, so you pick your gingerbread house. Yeah. You tell me why it's Best yes. and why it's better than mine. Okay, so uh, definitely Haunted Mansion. Easy. Sorry, very easy. Whatever. Uh, that is one of the best uh, parts of that whole overlay to me. Uh, one, you get the smell. Uh, they change it up every year. It's f- always very yep. clever. It's yep. animated. Um, just everything. And you, you get to see some sort of behind the scenes usually every year about how they're putting this thing together, and, and, it, and it looks great. To me, that like fits perfectly for exactly what it's supposed to do in an interesting location. Haunted Mansion, you wouldn't think that that's where you're going to see that. Now, against, do I go against yep. Grand California? It's great. It's impressive that the numbers alone are amazing, but it's not as charming as what we see on such a smaller scale in the Disney one. But it is an impressive feat. I would not want to take that away from anyone, um, but I'm going to go with Haunted Mansion. Ladies and gentlemen, what is a gingerbread house? It's obviously a home that you can't live in. Right. But you can enjoy it visually. Mm. And when I think about a home, what makes a home special is one that's inviting. Okay. Now, you could go over to that fancy haunted mansion where all those people wait in line to find their holidays. (laughs) You can ride in that (laughs) doom buggy and go across that bridge. But I ask you, is that gingerbread house there for any other reason Mm. than they needed something to place on the table? Mm. They got to take away grandma's cakes. Right. The wedding party is no longer. It's a Christmas party. So they put in a gingerbread house. Pretty obvious because they had the space they had to fill. Sure. Now when I look at a hotel lobby, the hustling and bustling of travelers are coming and are going. Putting a gingerbread house in there is an inconvenience. Yes. It gets in everybody's way. Right. So when people don't want something, but they got to go see it and stop and take a photograph of it. Yeah. What is more spectacular? The one that's in the way. They go, whoa, who put this gingerbread house in front of me? <laughs> Look how beautiful it is. Also, my gingerbread house is open to the public. True. You don't need a ticket. A poor child will come into the Grand Californian and go look at that gingerbread house. Mm. Now, he's a poor child, so he's probably hungry, but he's, we're going to throw that out the window because he's looking at the gingerbread house and looking at its scale. <laughs> it's bigger. It's it's purpose is to just be a gingerbread house. Yes. It's not surrounded by ghouls and monsters celebrating Satan. It is just <laughs> there in the heart. In the heart of Christmas. True. That's why my gingerbread house is a superior gingerbread house. Voted home. No more questions, Your Honor. <laughs> Your witness. 
One, I did not know we were going to do accents. Two, the southern approach is <laughs> not what I would have expected for that. But uh, very convincing. Very convincing. That's old southern lawyer. He's one of the characters on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As part of our Christmas office party. Okay. Staff of two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you the following in alphabetical order. Okay. okay. Rank them least favorite to favorite. Oh, crap. When you watch the parade. Okay. Christmas parade. Christmas parade. Yeah. Could, could use couple more songs. Sure. A little bit longer loop. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of a longer loop. Rank these three characters, least favorite to favorite. Okay. I'm giving them to you in alphabetical order All so right. that I don't steer my witness. Okay. Gingerbread people. Yes. Vertical reindeer. <laughs> or chubby snowmen. Okay. We're each going to go. So one, two, three, least favorite. Oh, least favorite. Number least three. favorite first. Number three first. Uh, Chubby Snowman. Chubby Snowman. I yeah. totally agree. <laughs> I hate the colors. I, they come up and they wave and I feel bad. Like, I just, I don't like, that's the one where the guys are on skates with mm-hmm. the sticks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that, that's when I'm starting to stretch my legs in the parade. Right. I'm waiting right, for the right, real right. the real guns. There's something generic about those guys here that for some reason don't feel yes. Disney to me. It feels like it came from either another park or like a Hallmark thing or something. It's it, almost like Old Man Knotts was like, I accidentally bought these 16 yeah, snowman suits. Yeah. You guys want to buy them? It doesn't feel proprietary. Right, right, right. Off the shelf. It, yeah, and it, it just seems not really Disney. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why exactly either, but there's something about the face. That, yeah. Yeah. And I'm all for the cute and the dot eyes and stuff, but for some reason, I don't know why that feels like it sticks out. It just feels really generic. It doesn't feel proprietary. Yeah. And most yeah. things at Disney have just like an edge to them where it's like, whoa, they could only do that at Disneyland. I think we're on the same page here. Number two. So your second favorite. Vertical Reindeer. Vertical reindeer, we're on the same page. Yeah, exactly. The vertical reindeer are <laughs> awesome. Yes. I love when they come in. It also means that Santa is dangerously close mm-hmm. to you. They have um, they have a cool vibe to them. And it's like, I just love the disbelief of, well, they're just reindeer that walk on their back legs. Exactly. It's easier. Um, yeah. And the, they're very cartoony. Yeah. They look like a, from an animated series or something like that. They don't look, they're not trying to make them look like actual animals or anything like that. And that, of course, with the vertical positioning. Um, but they feel more Disney. Like, so that looks a lot more Disney, even though it's, um, I don't think it comes from something specific. I don't think it's referencing something Yeah, I don't specific. think it's from Babes in Toyland like the, the soldiers are. Right. Which right. the soldiers are awesome, and oh, I yeah, still I don't know if they're really playing or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think we know. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. So but that leaves... The reindeer, though, yeah, has, oh, a, okay. has a very, um, the face is animated. Mm-hmm. Goofy. It's not menacing. It's very friendly. Yeah. Like, they worked really hard on hitting the proper tone of Christmas. Christmas friendly, not scary. Yeah. It's a seven foot tall animal that's in a herd coming down the the, the, the streetway. And they do a little dance. Like they, they have do. a very little choreographed do. They have like a little like yeah. number that they, they skip around to. Yeah. Yeah. So then I guess we both agree. Yes. Even though I don't like their counterparts, I don't like the little pastry chefs. Ooh, easy. But the gingerbread man, yeah. the fact that they're flat on their back and have burnt edges. <laughs> this is one of your favorite things. <laughs> I, love I love them so much. And I hate gingerbread cookies. Oh. Too spicy. <laughs> oh, my, that would have been good for the southern accent. Uh, the, the ginger they're people, too spicy. <laughs> 
One thing I cannot stand. <laughs> two um, guys into a podcast about Disneyland, co-hosted by Foghorn Leghorn. the Porsche. <laughs> yeah. uh, again, it's like it somehow combines the both complaints we just said, or not complaints, with the good and the bad of what we just said, because they don't come from something specific. They are a little generic, yeah, because uh, they don't look like a Disney character per se, um, but they work. They but work it, really well because it, it's the Disney attention to detail. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you're right. That they made them look like cookies, because if you get too crazy on the face, well, yeah. what pastry chef could do that? Right. But it's also the attention to detail. Like we're gonna make them sort of generic as a cookie. Yeah. But we're gonna get specific about the flat back and the burnt mm-hmm. edges, so that they literally do look like cookies. Right. Right. It's just that that's that fine line of great design mm-hmm. of. The story has to be consistent so that the story feels real. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. the cookies were too animated, then it wouldn't feel like a real cookie. Right, but it's, right, right. it is literally a cookie came off your tray and started mm-hmm. walking around. Yeah, limited movement, stuff like that. Yeah. As you know, I love watching high-speed car chases here in Los Angeles. <laughs> He's serious, people. I watch them all the time. Yes. And I put up a photo around last Christmas. There was a high-speed chase. And I've come up with my own vernacular because I will... <laughs> I will film them with my phone, and I do my play-by-play. Right. And what people right. don't know is I have, I have the news in my headphones, mm. but you can't hear that I'm right. listening to it. Right, you're just seeing the footage. Yeah. So I, the whole time I'm doing it is I pretend like I'm flying the AID chopper. And so I'm like, all right, we're going to swing around the street so we can get closer. And then the <laughs> camera goes that way. Yeah, yeah. So it's this thing I love doing on social media. So a term that I made is when they finally make them lay in the street, I'm like, oh, I think we're getting ready to see Asphalt Angels. Ah. Because when they make them lay down on the street, it's like when you're a kid and you would lay in the yeah, snow. Yeah, just spread them. So I put up a photo of these three perps doing Asphalt Angels. And one of my friends responded, goes, oh, they look like gingerbread men. Because they were just laying out <laughs> all on the cookie sheet. That's great. Okay. But wait, why don't you like the little chef people? What is it? So here we go. They're really obnoxious. Are they? Like, you mean like the the acting? The a- whoa! Whoa! <laughs> oh, I used to see the faces. <laughs> the, the face paint. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You oh. know, like the the way they have them painted up. Like it 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 looks like um a, like a bad character from Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll tell you one of the human parts that I do like is I love the women ice skaters, but they're really on rollerblades mm-hmm. that are dressed like the snowflakes. Yeah. Wearing like sort of the white outfit and the snowflake facade, mm-hmm. like yeah, that feels so insanely 1950s yes. classic. America. Yeah, Love very it much so. Much. so. Like an old musical or something. So now, folks, if you're worried about what do you do when the holidays are over, mm, as we do, I'm going to tell you how you detox. Because huh. I've been living a certain lifestyle since November 1st. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I've lived more Christmas days this year than I have left. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I'm deeper in yep. the holiday. Here we are. We're almost we're winding up. And I'm going to tell you guys something that I've been able to do before. Uh-oh. I've been able to go that final Sunday of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I've been able to stand on Main Street. And I've been able to politely go up to one of the security guards and say, Sir, if you don't mind, I'd like to be the last person to leave Christmas. Really? He thought it was such an insane request. He's like, all right, sure. Yeah. So I sat and I was polite. And then when they're like, all right, you got to go. And so as we walked around... When I went out the gate, he's like, I was like, so when I go out the gate, he's like, yeah, Christmas is over. Ah. And I was the last guest. To leave. So you, you ended Christmas. I ended Christmas. Like a Grinch at the end of it, nope. kind of. Yeah. You're saying like, it's all done. No, I'm like the priest that you want to be with you on death row because I give you peace at the end. So what I'm saying is. Last rites. Yeah. Is 
the end is near. Mm-hmm. And these are some ways to live the magic all year long. So even after Christmas, it's still Christmas. It will be Christmas this year, I believe, until January 6th or 7th. It's always that Sunday after after New New Year's. Year's, And then that Monday is, whoa, what are you talking about? Christmas what? Right, 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 right. Okay, so here's how you live Christmas all year long. Okay. One, every visit to Disneyland, I always go to the Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's with an E. Yeah. I love the Christmas shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's right in Fantasyland. They mm-hmm. used to sell swords. Yes. Family but, crest stuff or something. Yeah, yeah. but they're yeah. like, Disneyland's, uh, we don't want to be selling swords in our park anymore. Right. So then they change it to the Disneyland Christmas shop. Mm-hmm. And if you look, their shutters have the cutouts of uh, Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. Their mailbox out front has a skull and crossbones on it. Of course. Because who doesn't want to send Christmas cards from a skull and crossbones box? Right. But you can go in there all year long. Christmas ornaments, mm-hmm. the smell of Christmas. You know me. I never, ever go without taking a little pass through the Christmas yes, shop. Yes, that's true. And there's always one kind of cast member there that's kind of bored. She always, <laughs> She's always like, it's you again. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had anybody in there for a week. It's July. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're, so they're very friendly and they'll talk to you quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and I love looking at all the different ornaments because mm-hmm. or, all ornaments do the same thing. The hangout. Yes. And I love seeing the different applications of taking both the IP, which is intellectual property for people that have written and asked me what we're talking about. Mm. I love seeing characters from the movies that I've never seen before mm-hmm. doing their poses. But I really love when they take things from the park. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. The doom buggy Christmas right. ornament. Right, right, right. Or our, we always buy at least one ornament every year. This year we bought that new little It's a Small World one. Hmm. When you spin around, there's like a vignette where you can see inside. Oh, no, I don't think I saw it. Beth goes, what um, what Christmas ornament do you want to pick out this year? And I go, well, this Small World one's new. <laughs> and I did interview Rolly Crump this year. That's right. The guy who designed that clock. Yes. So I want to put that on our tree because now when I look at the Christmas tree, I can be like, this is what I did in 2019. Mm-hmm. Special nice. moment. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. So uh, that this is a recent tradition, uh, this Christmas ornaments uh, from Disneyland Ever since we've been going to Disneyland yeah, yeah. before we lived here, we always left with an ornament. The, the ornaments have really improved over the years, too. And I know like the ones at Disney Store are even fantastic. I think oh, yeah. they're a slightly separate. I don't know if they're a separate line or not. But the guy who does them, Steve Thompson, he's on Instagram. Fantastic. Have artist. you done an ornament yet? No, I haven't done an ornament. I would love to do an ornament. Although I've seen someone take the small old figures and turn those into ornaments and that looks pretty great I'd oh yeah yeah the ones that you yeah the blind yeah, box yeah, the blind box yeah that's a good idea here's another way that you keep christmas going all throughout the year go over to your amazon device mm-hmm. i won't say her name because everybody will get mad at me mm-hmm. they hate it when i say it because it activates it but say hey amazon device play 1950s music for me 1950s music sounds like christmas music so if you need to wean off a little bit, hmm. you can do that. And then I discovered a loophole. Uh-oh. Uh, that song, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the... Oh, no, yeah. no, no. Yeah. No, there's one of them. What's the song? Like a pumpkin head. I love it. Oh, yeah. It's a marshmallow world. That's not a Christmas song. Right. It goes into Christmas playlist, but you can listen to it in January. And when you listen to it outside of Christmas, you go, holy crap. This isn't... A Christmas song. So what is it, just like a candy song? It's a marshmallow world we live in, <laughs> like a pumpkin head. I have an orange cat, and I call him Pumpkin Head because mm, of that song. Dean Martin, I think, huh? So 
play 50s Christmas music, and then if you ever really miss Christmas, mm-hmm. just go right into Small World. Mm-hmm. Because it's a small world, even when it's not the holiday layover, yeah. it is the essence of Christmas. Right, right. Children around the world having fun and reminding you that kids see the world for all of the magic and all the possibility that it can be. That is the sweetest thing you've ever said on here, I think. Uh, and I think, like, there's three of the little carolers, it looks like, that kind of stick around the no, whole They're not going around. anywhere. Yeah. Those kids need work. <laughs> they're there all the time. This is a Christmas tradition that escapes me every year. Okay. As now I have less Christmas days ahead of me than mm-hmm. I do behind me. I realize it's another year that I didn't show up early, didn't get my wristband, mm-hmm. and queue up ah. for the candy cane. Okay. This is the one I don't get. Exactly. I don't get it either. <laughs> That's why we need to do it I one think year. We should. I think we should because it's the same candy canes you can hey, buy. I got the baller pass. I can still go this entire <laughs> That's week. That's right. It's still the candy cane you can buy in the store. They have them in the store, but they're not fresh, made right then and there. I don't know. And that seems to be the thing. They I, only yeah, make 150 of them because I guess it's hard. <laughs> they're made from scratch. Yes. People line up to get them. And I don't know, like, am I going to be, whoa, it's hot. Like, because, like, mm. like, you know, Cheerio. Cheerio yeah. is a BS cereal. You're the king of cereal. Right, right. Cheerio is just a boring. You got to put so much sugar in there to make it feel like something. So you're talking just plain general yeah, he, Cheerio. He, he looked like he was going to throw up when There's he had There's a lot it. of stuff. <laughs> so just a Cheerio. Just a, yeah. But my wife is from Buffalo, New York. Okay. Where there's a military base there. And the leader of that military base is General Mill. And General Mills military base, there they make Cheerios. Wait, what? Okay, okay. So General Mills, who is an army that I would go into and fight for, they make this the Cheerios there. Okay. When they're baking the Cheerios, downtown Buffalo smells phenomenal. Oh. And to me, that's always the difference of like, could you imagine just pulling a Cheerio off the assembly line when it's warm? Probably so much better than when you get it, and it feels oh, like for sure. this is packing peanuts. Like, where's the item that was in the middle of all yeah. of this? Yeah. So, the, is the candy cane, is the Christmas candy cane that I could get my hands on, is it going to be that much more magical and special than than the ones we could go right across the street at Target and get three hundred of them for five like, bucks? I feel like if they're still warm, they would be bendy. Like that wouldn't be right or dangerous or something. Like that. I still feel like dangerous. like you can see them making. So it, you but- sold me a lip <laughs> candy cane stick. I said good day, sir. <laughs> um, but. Okay, I hate to do this, but I want to go back to the Cheerios. The the thing with the smelling of Cheerios, is that something that she grew up with, that your wife grew up with, and so everybody knows that's the Cheerios Oh, everybody. Smell? It's, it's a downtown Buffalo thing. And so when you went there for the first time, she said, did, did she have to tell you? Or I was did like, you God, notice? it smells amazing. Like, yeah, General Mills, <laughs> that's their silo over there. They're making Cheerios right now. Oh, suddenly I'm very interested to go. Okay, sorry, sidetracked by cereal, but yes, the candy cane thing. I mean, people wait in line for these. You you have to get a ticket, right? You have to get like a whole thing. Yeah, got to get a wristband. Thing. It's like a tradition now. And and here's the thing too that I think about. So, I show up at seven, mm-hmm. and you and I get our wristband. Okay. And then like you can pick up your candy cane at four thirty. Oh. So now I mean, oh wow, I got to be at Disneyland at four thirty, but during December. When you've got so many extra things to do with your life, yeah, 
kind of hanging out. You know, I thought I could go this morning and come home with a candy cane. Mm. Now having to hang out till 4.30, you know, if that was the, the operation of the day, like it can be. So it's just that it was made that day then, because you're not even, it's not like... I know nothing about this tradition other than it's craziness. If you're interested in doing it, I want to give a shout out to Dusty Sage and Mice Chat. They do a really great mm. article giving you all the insight of when to go, the dates, sort of the strategy of it. I couldn't really get anybody telling me if it tastes different than yeah. a normal yeah, candy yeah, yeah. cane. But, um, you know, I would love to do it once for the sake of content. Yo, for sure. But for going sure. to New York for a week in the middle of my December it just yeah. took those valuable candy cane days. I am not a big candy cane guy in general. So, I mean, like, I have nothing against it. I don't even brush my teeth. That big one, that's so much candy that cane. Big one. That big That's a big candy cane. Like, we could work on it. Uh, okay. Gross. All right. Here we go. Now, we've talked about some of the best things, some of the traditions. Mm -hmm. But now I would like to give you a around the Disneyland Resort breakdown. Land by land. Okay. Here's one thing that I would add per land oh. to make it even more Christmassy. Okay, very good. Imagineering, are you listening? This is the Imagineering story part 18 or whatever we're on now. Part six. Okay. Part seven. There seven. Was six, seven was the six part series. Absolutely loved it. Uh, loved it so much. Okay. Let's start with Main Street USA. All righty. I've already said I'd like to put the Matterhorn Christmas star back. Right, 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 right. Done. But I also think. Could we not do something with Mr. Lincoln's theater? Like a Santa hat on him? <laughs> <laughs> Seems a little disrespectful, but uh, I'm open to suggestions. Well, I've been in there before during Halloween when they play Halloween shorts. Oh, oh in the theater. Yeah. They put down the screen and they play Halloween mm -hmm, shorts. Mm -hmm. So if, if we're on a budget, could we maybe just do some Christmas shorts? Hmm. Or play some old footage... Of Disneyland stuff that holiday. They, holiday they did. Right, there's like right. specials that Walt did. Sure. So that'd be a fun little presentation. Maybe just make it like, look, you guys have made the Imagineering. Why not show us a little 10-minute documentary, The History of Christmas at Disneyland? Mm -hmm. Why not have me be the narrator? Um, yes. If that, if we want to go inexpensive, we could just go Christmas footage that exists. Mm-hmm. If we want to go a little bit of money, we could show a little documentary about the history of Christmas at Disneyland. Mm -hmm. And if we really have some budget, let's give Lincoln a break. Because, you know, it's not exactly everybody's top thing to go see. Really? And imagine an animatronic Santa Claus talking to you. Mm-hmm. I would watch that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so off subject a little bit here, but what about an animatronic Walt? Is that just too... Is that too much? Is that just... I don't think they're going to do Awful. That. I think... I think if they ever did anything with Walt, it would be a hologram. Ah, interesting. Because I, I think that the animatronic would be too stiff, too creepy, and yeah. But yeah. as we know in films now, if Princess Leia is no longer with us, right, or if she ages, we can still make young Princess Leia. Kind of, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> a little stiff. Um, so I would think that they might do something like that with Walt. What I like about this idea, though, is that uh, not the Walt thing, but about sort of switching up Mr. Lincoln. Is what if they? What if that was more of a, like an imaginary showcase? And sort of Lincoln is the thing at the end of this thing. You know, they can shorten that thing down quite a bit. And just oh, like yeah. this is a marvel, and the kind of where imaginary kind of comes from, and all of that stuff, and just use it as like the grand finish of this bigger presentation, and then like switch it up at Christmas, like you said, and do something like that. Well, you know, Disneyland has always used IP. Mm -hmm. 
in the beginning it was US history world events was the IP so that you understood what you were doing and then they switched over largely to using everything from their films and yeah. buy an IP to put it in the park yeah but I think now one of the best IPs they have is the Disneyland story mm-hmm. it's over 60 years in the making Walt at this point is no different than Mickey Mouse as yeah. a mascot for right. Disneyland and imaginations and dreams come true. Sort of like kids really love Mickey, adults really love the idea of Walt. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, I know that they never wanted to make it a museum. Right. But their story is a fascinating part. And in Disneyland in particular, yeah. the first time that something like that was ever attempted on planet Earth, and now that it's been replicated and perfected in some ways, you know, all around the globe. I think that Disneyland could use a little bit of its own telling the Disneyland story. Uh, especially the, where it is, on Main Street. They're in, in sort of a nostalgia-based area anyway, without a real attraction there anyway. I think that would fit fine in there. And, and watching this Imagineering story uh, documentary, I realize how much of this is exactly what I love about Disney. More yeah. so maybe than the films or anything else. It's sort of this overall Disney that that thing seems to capture really well. And they do a good job of sort of balancing sort of like, you know, the actual history and not just like glazing over some of the other bumps in the road and things like that. So, um, Well, it's one of the best things Disney's ever done because it doesn't feel like it's a travel channel. Right. Don't forget, right. pick up your credit card and book flights now because right. the kids are going to love and Disney. And you use your visa. Yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah. not that way at all. It's a really like... What they have done is epic mm-hmm. and retelling the rise and fall mm-hmm. and the restructuring of it all. And now this golden age we're in, it's an epic story. Yeah. And like bringing Eisner to talking about it and stuff. Eisner just came fantastic. off very well. In he, these did. Things. <laughs> he, really he's, did. On YouTube, he's just a villain. Yeah. 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 He's dressed a little bit like a 90s hip hop guy, but um, I'm so glad that he was able to sort of offer that very specific perspective. Eisner is just a guy that wanted to impress his kid. Yeah. So all he wanted to do was make his kid That's what he happy. Said. Yeah. <clears throat> now we move over to Tomorrowland. Okay. What oh, I, here we go. Here we go. Brace yourselves, folks. Here we go. Tomorrowland. What I think we could do to make Tomorrowland feel more Christmassy. It's not a bulldozer, is it? When the kids, I want to hang Christmas lights on <laughs> the bulldozer that smashes it. When the kids want to sit behind the wheel. Okay. And do a lap around Autopia. Autopia, yes. Yes. Very good. Why not? Decorate it. Yes. Why not put Christmas lights? Put Christmas lights in the woods. I'm bird. I'm bird. That little robot guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like just let the kids take their own Christmas drive. Yeah. Because a lot of times when I stand on the bridge to get onto the the monorail. Right. Because right. I love that little like secret observation deck up yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, Breathing the fumes. I love looking at the kids go by, and I see kids all the time imitating their parents, not by driving a car, but by being in a car and looking at their phones. <laughs> so maybe the Christmas lights, <laughs> you almost spit all over yes, I did. Christmas drink. So I would love to see, let's decorate Autopia. Yeah. yeah. And that's on the pretty inexpensive side of things we could do. I'm surprised they don't take more advantage of that in some other... Even if it were an IP, like, I'm surprised they haven't done more of that. Because that robot thing is old already and sort of outdated. So, like, why not make that, like, I don't know. It seems like that thing's always busy anyway. You know what kind of a badge of honor is? Like, people, like, you know, YouTubers that really love the park. Like, it's like a badge of honor to be like, no, man, Utopia. It doesn't go. Yeah. It's almost like if you love Utopia, you love the heart of the park. Right. Right, Come right, on. right, right, right. Look at it from above. Yeah. Look at the, the yeah. size of <laughs> the, land the that it takes. alone. Yeah. Look at the joy of that attraction. Mm. It, it, cars don't even drive themselves anymore. Yeah. Come on. 
Yeah, no, I think they need to step up on that one or get rid of it or something. Yeah, and I love these purists that are like, no, man, it's the heart of the park. Then they're like, we're thinking about putting Tron there. Burn it down. (laughs) (laughs) No, I tell you what, I do like doing all year long, though. I do always, I always go to the Christmas shop and I launch bay. Launch bay. One of your favorite things to do. Come on, man. Yeah. The second floor, unbelievable. Really? Okay. All right, now let's move over to Fantasyland. Fantasyland already has arguably one of the greatest Christmas installations. It's a small world. Mm -hmm. But I want a little bit more. Okay. And the thing that lies between the heart of Fantasyland and the It's a Small World is what about the storybook land canal boats? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a couple of little Christmas trees in they there. They do, yeah. But let's really decorate. Yeah. yeah. Let's decorate the toperies. Mm-hmm. Let's decorate the houses. Let's, let's put some hats on the ducks that hang out in sure. there. Sure. But I just think that that is something that could really, really do a Sing good Christmas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, maybe instead of doing the narrator from the boats, just like just drive the boat and play a little like Christmas, Christmas music. music. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, Casey Jr.'s got to do its hit song. Yes. Because it's such a good song. It is. Gets stuck in your head. One, he stops on the backside. And then he he thinks he can. And guess what? He does. He always gets them back around. But I think that's an area that could use some Christmassy. That would be great. It's cute. It's very charming as it is. So adding Christmas stuff in there, especially at night, because that's when that thing looks the best. I think they could light it a little bit better. It's dark. Because it's very dark. So they could kind of be cute with the lighting and stuff. It's one of my favorite rides. Uh, So uh, this is a weird story. I don't know why I'm telling you this. But I used to not ride it because I was... A little bit heavier, and you know the boats like <laughs> they go down when you get in them. They like because I'm still a big dog. <laughs> they pack those boats. Yeah, you step on it, and everyone starts getting all like, oh, it's it's rocking now. And I just be so self conscious of it. But uh, it's how one many, of my favorite rides. How many of my big friends? Yeah, could I load onto a boat there before they're like? No, no, just two groups. <laughs> <laughs> two groups. Like, how many of my professional athlete, yeah, know, yeah, yeah, big friends, could I get on one of those boats and just be like, no, 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 okay, we can't put all eight of you on. Yeah, it. exactly. And it's hilarious because no one can do that thing where they tell you, okay, we're going to all stand up at the same time. No one can no. do that. There's always a kid who's not paying attention. <laughs> now, moving over to the Galaxy's Edge. Oh, okay. Life Day Tree. Yeah, I think that's probably coming. Light it up. What would that be? Well, there is a tree that was decided that it was a Life Day tree. In the... In Savi's workshop. Right, right, right. It has all the little ribbons tied on it and everything. Just go ahead and do it. Give it to the people. Mm -hmm. Like, let Life Day become a thing. Maybe have a couple of different Wookiees that hang out over there. You can get your photo taken with them. Like He could be in that robe. That red robe. Right, right, right. Spice it up, man. Like, give the people what they want. How do you feel? Do you think that thing's going to be released? Like, I know the Boba Fett cartoon that's in there everyone loves, and I can see them releasing that as just a thing, right? Just as its own. But do you think the the actual special will ever be released? Do they own that? I assume they own it. I mean, I assume they own it. it. It's such a pile of trash. It is. It People is. have nostalgia for it just based on how random and very 70s it is. Yes. It's like, was was one person working on that that wasn't doing acid? Yeah. Just yeah. please explain it. To I me. mean, yeah, that's exactly what I think. It's not. A, it, there's nothing really great about it other than if you're going to go hardcore camp and think it's hilarious. But even then, that, from that perspective, it's it's boring. Yeah. So yeah, I, I would think that let's throw it in there. Let's give the people what they want. And yeah. I once again, I can't stress enough. Go watch Adam the Woo's Life Day video on YouTube. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, he's a vlogger, so normally the everything he does is like it's me doing stuff and. 
Adam just at one moment realized, like, I'm, I'm now a journalist. Yeah. I'm not vlogging. I'm capturing a moment yeah. in time. And he just yeah. got quiet, and he just started letting the the, the interesting people tell yes. the story. Yeah. Um, interesting when you see a, a gentleman in their 50s walking around with Mark Hamill photos. Like, I look like him, right? Yeah. I do that. <laughs> All right. Now we work our way around to Frontierland. Okay. We're going to go out the main entrance okay. of Galaxy's Edge. Remember when we used to walk up to that wooden wall every night and go, one day. I'm going to look through there. Never oh. saw anything. Yeah. No. Couldn't, actually. No. Yeah. Frontierland. This is what I think we could do. Why not decorate the town of Rainbow Ridge? The little village at the, the end little, of the ride. The little village. It's a very odd scale. Cruise through there. Mm-hmm. Put some Christmas lights up. The whole key, the One of the best things about Big Thunder Mountain is the queue. Mm-hmm. So let's play some country Christmas music and decorate it all up. We were riding Winnie the Pooh. Okay. And they play really good like country Christmas music over there. Like a... Like a what is it like a banjo-y thing or something? Yeah, it just, just kind of has the vibe. You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Like just mm-hmm. out on Mammy's front porch, picking and grinning to the, your favorite Christmas songs. Okay. <laughs> um, so you think I'm oh, from Kentucky? The, I can speak the yeah, language. You can. You can. I forget. Um, yeah. So that's like one of the original things, right? That little town. That's leftover yeah. from the from the previous stuff that was there. But the, yeah, that seems like an easy thing to do. I'm surprised. They, do they do anything on that ride? I don't know. I haven't wrote it in a while. Maybe they already are playing Christmas music in the I queue. God, I couldn't tell you. It's a, <laughs> it's a long line usually. I rarely. It is. I rarely do it. Those two spins. Yeah. Sometimes I have to go get a sprite and a pretzel after, <laughs> just to balance out. <clears throat> Work our way over to Critter Country, which is sort of an odd part of the park. Are we jumping? Are we jump- we're jumping to Critter Country. Do well, we- okay. I mean, we're fr- we- we've just gone through Galaxy's Edge. We're okay. in Frontierland. Let's just hook all the way okay. around the rivers of America. Sure. And I think that Hungry Bear would be the perfect place to serve Christmas dinner. Mm. Like have classic Christmas dishes, turkey kind of thing, and, and just yeah, make yeah, yeah. that the like make that a real destination for Christmas food. Because now that they've reworked the deck because of Galaxy's Edge, right? More seating than any restaurant. Yeah. So far in the back corner that it's normally not that uh, packed. Yeah. So play some Christmas music and just make that a place where no matter what time of the holiday season you go, you and your family can go have Christmas dinner. Back there in Critter Country. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. They should even do like entertainment or something like that. Like they can do like a country bear kind of thing. Yeah, not like, animatronics. Like, like bears. That some kind of bears to play songs. <laughs> Who would ever think of such a thing? <laughs> that's a good idea. It's, it's one of the. Actually, I end up eating at that place quite a bit. Like it's. I wouldn't list it as my favorite places, but I end up there quite a bit. They have a funnel cake, like a seasonal funnel cake there too, all the time. So sorry. They also serve cold brew coffee there. Oh, they do. One of the very few places. Is that a like, new thing or? It is. And the last time I went there, I'm like, I'd like a cold brew. I'm like, oh, we're out of the regular. We only have the holiday. I'm like, what's the holiday? They're like, snickerdoodle cold brew. I'm like. What do you mean? What's the hesitation? You can ask me. <laughs> I'd just be asking for the snickerdoodle, anything. I try to eat my sugar, not drink it. And that's Both. serious. Both. No, 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 so no. So you take that and you pour it into a bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch? You got hey, yourself breakfast. When I, was in, <laughs> when I was in New York, half the people went over to a coffee shop. Yeah. I said, Hammer, give me a cold brew. And I went over to Shake Shack with my cousin's boyfriend. Yeah. And I got a Christmas shake. Yeah. <laughs> and then I brought it back, and Hammer's like, I got you a cold brew, and I just poured them both in the same. 
Was it the sugar cookie? Did you get the sugar cookie I shake? Got, I got the co- the Christmas cookie shake oh. and just dumped it right into a cold brew. I was so close to it. We were supposed to go and like, you know, I tried to be casual about it and then it changed plans that we weren't going to go that I was so heartbroken. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, whatever. We can get whatever. They just put a Shake Shack in my neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. So, okay, you know in your neighborhood, I want to go to that bakery. Oh, Sweet Jill's? Yeah, with all the cookies <laughs> and stuff in the front. I, that's what I remember most from going over to your neighborhood. Every Christmas morning, yeah, I eat a cinnamon roll from there. Oh, Christmas I, Day specifically? I go buy it Christmas Eve. That's it? How do you not do that? You got one on your birthday. Was it your birthday? Yeah, Beth bought it for me. Okay, yeah, that's right. It's all rules out the window. <laughs> loved it. Loved it so much. Now we move over to New Orleans Square. Okay. And I would like to propose Christmas in the Quarter. Christmas is pretty good here, actually. Yeah. 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 So they have a lot of the Mardi Gras type stuff. Wreaths and wreaths. Yeah. But I just feel like little, like some, play some jazz, have Christmas music. Okay. Really decorate it. And I kind of feel like somewhere in the quarter there. Could be a really interesting like Christmas meet and greet mm-hmm. mm. because there's such a vibe there. So like, imagine if you just went around to where the people do like the character drawings yeah. or whatever, yeah. And you could just had it set up to where you could get like a really cool photo of Santa, but instead of the backdrop being like, um, you know, like this whole like hokey set, mm-hmm. have it set where you're over to the side, put them up on like a little riser. So the background is just actually like New Orleans in the buildings. Oh yeah, almost so like you a, get that, like yeah. a casual bump into, and maybe put him in sort of like a Santa Claus like zoot suit type thing. Hmm. So he's kind of jazzed up. But I just think that there's such a deep heritage there. Yeah, they've they've they're there. But let's go another another step. Yeah, I could see that. It's a it's a great little spot that kind of gets underused, right? I mean, it's tight. Like I yeah. you wouldn't want to crowd over there. No certain uh, re- No. <laughs> He's back. Um, yeah, that, that's a good idea. I think they, they could definitely do something more over there. I'm trying to think of what what else is over there. It's just decorations, though, right? It's yeah. Not, there used to be at the Christmas shop was there. Yeah, and they moved it. Oh, right. Well, that was the was that the Christmas shop or the shop? I don't know. Mm. Maybe just the shop. Yeah. It is interesting that that's one of the few places left where there are still stores that don't feel connected to Disney, like that crystal uh-huh. shop. Yeah, because the, the perfumery shop. Yeah, which yeah. is even stranger. And they. Um, that's where I buy all my perfume, by the way. That's our, uh, what's it called? The bracelets. The little charms. Oh, Pandora. Pandora. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. our Pandora. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Hey, Checkmate Florida. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> we got crappy bracelets. You got floating rock mountains. Yeah. And then around Christmas, they give Yorkshire pudding for the people in Club 33 to throw down at the, the swarthy poor people below. Yeah, I just so walk around all the time with my mouth open. Door. <laughs> just please, waiting. Yeah. Please. <laughs> and then to wrap it all up, mm. my greatest proposal of all, Here an adventure land. Okay. I'm going to say bring back the Jingle Cruise. Okay. But let's do it with a twist. Because lighting the jungle up with Christmas lights was actually quite magic. Floating gifts in the water, mm-hmm. actually quite magic. The only thing that broke it, and this is where I get hate. Oh, you're not, no, you're not authentic. Here we go. You have two options. Okay. You can go on a boat where a skipper tells you the stories. Same, same. Same, same. Or imagine getting on a boat. With like a little cracked AM radio speaker. Okay. And it just plays instrumental, classic 50s Christmas. Old timey. So you're just in the little boat. You're going to the jungle. Christmas lights are (laughs) (laughs) And 
they like to, ah, oh, you're listening to Christmas time. There you Come go. Coming in here, You kind of need a little uh, Christmas, yeah. Christmas time, Saints. Coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget, Saints. Coming to town, Saints. Gangster DJ. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, that'd be that'd be cute. I mean, even if they had that in the queue area, that could work. But just in the boat. Yeah. Cruising Christmas music in mm-hmm. the jungle, bro. I never did Jingle Cruise. I'm really sad I never caught that. How long has it been gone now, though? Was this the uh, second year they haven't done is, it? I think this is the second year without the Jingle okay. Cruise. It's devastating. Hmm. Now, that is everything that I would do land by land. Okay. And a lot of it's not that expensive. Right. It's just, right. I love going to Disney for Christmas. I just sometimes wish that it was a little bit more connected. Mm. I wish I could just hop from Christmas thing to Christmas thing. And I also think more Christmas distributes the weight mm. so that everybody's not in the same three locations and it would spread out the people. Yeah. Just yeah, a theory. Yeah. Just a theory. Interesting. What do I know? Hey, citizens of Disneyland, thank you so much for listening to part one of today's episode. Here's what's coming up in part two, exclusively for members of the Circle of Trust. The Mickey Mouse Circus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the parade would go down Main Street and go to where the circus tent was. Yeah. So it'd end up there. And they had this really cool cloth made Christmas tree that would lay flat and they could like hit something and, and it, it would, would like, pop, up. pop up in 10 seconds <laughs> and go from the ground to the top of the big top. <laughs> the holiday area over there by Small is, is, is one of the most uh, distinct in the park, I think. Oh, one, because of that huge facade, but also the, the styling is sort of very like 1950s, like with the white uh, wreaths and yeah. the clear colored balls and stuff like that. It's a little different than uh, the more traditional stuff you see like on Main yeah, Street. The, the... Just to see this little kid go running after Mickey, gives him a hug, and then Mickey gives him this whole tour of like Main Street. It's an amazing thing. This was the year that Disneyland started to feel like a real little city to me. Yeah. And I yeah. hope and pray that that never ends and that I never learn to take it for granted and that I never get jaded by it. All of this and so much more in part two, available only for members of the Circle of Trust. Get 30 more minutes of Disneyland for Designers, as well as the full cut of all other 10 episodes, as well as other interviews with people that have worked with the Disney Corporation and episodes with my good bud, Jared Maruyama. It all starts right now for members of the Circle of Trust at AID.network. Sign up today and support Disneyland for Designers showing up to you each and every month. Let's get started at AID.network. Here's how Christmas is done at the Disneyland Resort. There are 10 cast members that create the holiday decor all year long. There's a team of 10 that they plan the holiday transformation all year long. As soon as Disneyland Resort is fully set for holiday, Mm -hmm. they immediately start designing, planning, and ordering supplies and creating decorations for For the following year. year. So it changes like different things. Yeah. So there's a 10 of 10 people. That's amazing. That work on Christmas all year long. I'd love that, John. I want to compare them to another set of 10. I don't know how many people do this, but there are literally professionals that their entire career hmm. is they paint the Golden Gate Bridge. Ah, oh, yes. And when yes. they get to one end, start back. Go back to the other yeah, end. Yeah. They're always painting the bridge. Right. So the idea of Disneyland will never be completed as long as there's imagination. Neither will Christmas. The Golden Gate Bridge sounds more like a punishment. 
It does. That seems like a prison sentence. Well, it's just sorts. a matter of like, hey, I didn't fall off the bridge today, but one day I will. Yes. Because if, you, if you're on that thing <laughs> your whole life, the odds of falling off. That seems like a Sisyphus. What is that? I'm saying that wrong. Sissy plus. Sisyphus. <laughs> if you were working on Christmas all year long. Yeah. Like if 40 hours a week. Right. You went down to your office in Anaheim and mm-hmm. this this mm-hmm. we're looking at garland samples. Right. right we're right. trying to find silver sparkles that don't fall off and make you look like you're at a strip club. Like, would you find that job rewarding? Could do you think it would ruin Christmas if you were there all year long? So I like Christmas so much I probably wouldn't. And and maybe before or if I was in another a, a different type of profession, like I'm constantly working on stuff way in advance, right? So you're 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 thinking like I'm already stressed about 2020 fall right because i was like that's how far you get scheduled out so i'm sure for them the year seems like that's not nearly enough time and if we had more time we could do more stuff and every other year we do christmas yeah exactly or two teams or something like that but um i so i would think that would be that'd be fun and then the challenge of sort of doing something different but in the same vein and stuff with like disney i think that would be great i would i would love that's like disney and then magic Christmas magic on top of it. That'd be great. What an interesting thing when you bump into somebody at the airport. What, so what do you do? Uh, I work for Disney. You know. Oh, do you work in the film? Or the park? No, I, I do Christmas stuff. Oh, so you work for Disney as a service. Actually, I'm here to tell you.